Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Okay, you guys, today I have a special guest. I'm so grateful to have Toy Sweeney on with us. Toy, will you tell us your story? How did you get to where you are today? Oh my goodness. First, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to hang out with you guys today. And wow, my story is kind of crazy. So short version of the story is that I spent a good portion of the beginning half of my career in retail, kind of working my way up through various retail stores. And I did an executive training program with Bloomingdale's in New York for quite a while. And then I got completely burned out on retail because that's just what happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's like that scene in Indiana Jones where the big ball is chasing you. And every day you just kind of hit the ground running, especially, you know, because we were, I was part of a team that was running a $15 million business for Bloomingdale's. And so Mm. I decided I wanted to try something new and get on the more of the buying end of, of it. And so I left there and started at QVC, which is the largest home shopping network. I'm sure, you know, most people probably know that. I started in the buying office. I was really, really bad at that job. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a numbers person, like sitting at a desk, crunching spreadsheets all day was like not my jam. But what I was really good at was kind of, I remember my first meeting, the first day of work and sitting there with my buyer and putting together these, you know, these samples. And I was like, oh, this bracelet would look good as a necklace. And if we do it that like this and change the color around here, it ended up going on air and selling out. So that was kind of like the clue that I had, that that was probably something I should be doing. So I was really, really bad at that job. And then they were like, we are going to fire you if you don't like get it together. So you need to find a job like Mm -hmm. in like 60 days because like this is not working. And so I had talked to a coworker about, you know, wanting to, you know, become a a fashion stylist. And I didn't even know that QVC had a styling department. And she kind of was like, Hey, do you know that there's a styling job open? I'm like, what? So I went and applied for the styling job. I got it on a part-time like freelance basis. And I went back to school for fashion design. So then I left, I left the part-time position, ended up getting full-time position a few years after I graduated college. And then I was already working there. So I didn't have to look for a job. I had a job Mm -hmm. and I worked all through college. And then I launched a couture evening wear and business, couture evening wear and bridal business. So that was going really well until the market crashed (laughs) and down with the business. And I was like, oh no, like, what am I going to do now? Because I was already there. I had been a full-time stylist for a while, but there was no upward mobility. There was nowhere to, you know, there's nowhere to go. And so what am I going to do? And I was like, most of us, you get to that point where you're like, well, I can't get promoted. There's nowhere to go. I can't, you know, what can I do? And so I just really leaned into honoring my craft. And that was when I really started reading about branding and personal branding. And I was like, man, so I kind of became almost obsessed with it. Then, you know, again, honoring my craft going, okay, like what, could I get better at? So I started studying more about the psychology of color. And then I thought, hmm, 
what if you, what if I started styling the live shows for the models based on their personal brand and using the psychology of color and bringing their own personality into will it affect the bottom line? Well, it did. And so I was promoted to like top stylist. One of them, there was a lot of us, but but I worked on like two of the hottest fashion shows at that time. And I really got to lean into this idea where I was really acting more of a creative, you know, style director. And then just, I saw that I was like tripling my income, my salary on, you know, paper, you know, I mean, like I'm getting paid this, but each week this show is bringing in three times what they're paying me. So I began to see the value in just my idea. So shortly after that, I was promoted to style director where I was part of the team that dressed all 30 program hosts. Well, now I'm in a higher position and I began to think, hmm, like I want to be looked at a certain way. I want to be thought of in a certain way. So what are you going to do about it? So I was like, hmm, I wonder if <laughs> what, like, okay, so what impact does your, when you're in your career, what impact does your image have on others, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, let me test out the theory. So I go, okay. I want to be seen as the expert. I want to be seen as chic. And I really want to be like the go-to person. So what does that look like is the next question, right? So for about a year, a little under, I only, I tried, I was like, here's my theory. So what is an elegant color palette, right? I want to be elegant. I want to be chic. I want to be seen as an expert. So I only wore to work black, ivory, navy. I totally made this color palette up, by the way. Like now it's a staple, but like when people are like, I want to be elegant. But at this time I was like, this is what I think it is. Uh So I was like (laughs) black, ivory, navy, and gray. Like that's it. And so I only, I only wore those colors. And then I got a necklace. It was like a knockoff of like what was on hot on the runway for that season. It was like all these big like necklaces that said things like happy and joyful. Yeah. So I had, I got one that said chic. And so I was like, okay. And I got a graphic t-shirt that said chic on it. And so I would just every day for about six months to a year, just dress in what I perceived to be very chic and authoritative. Wow. So one day I am in the bathroom and I had been kind of, I was weird. I would always meet my vice president of my company, like in the back. Because our office was near the back. your meeting spot. <laughs> it was like our meeting spot, unintentionally. But, you know, I would just see her in the bathroom. <laughs> and a company that size, you know, where it's like, you know, five to 10,000 is so many people that work there. You know, like her position, she was, you know, she was a big deal. And so... We would just end up talking in the bathroom like all the time. So one day we're in the bathroom, come out of the stalls, we're washing our hands and she takes a step back and she looks, gives me the like once over, right? Yeah. And she looks me up and down and she steps back and she says, you always look so chic. And I thought, <gasps> you have got to be kidding me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I love it. I was like, this works. You know, I was like, I am, I'm onto something, you know? Yeah. And so I... I was like, oh my word, I can really turn this into something. Okay, okay. So I was really excited. I was like, all right, all right. So then when right before that, about a month before that happened, I had stopped wearing the graphic tee that was sending a message out there like, hey, I'm quietly chic. And I had stopped wearing the mess the necklace because I'm like, okay, is it working? I don't know, you know. Right. Even and without just, that stuff, is it working? Right. And so I was like, and the fact that she used that specific word, you know. So I was like, oh my goodness, I'm on to something. So then I think that 
Yeah, I had, that was around the time I had t- I had taken the class at StoryBrand with Donald Miller. And he was like, hey, I'm starting a podcast. I'd love to have you on. And I was like, okay. And then we started from there. And then it just kind of, you know, I was like, I, I think I'm on to something. And he's like, you are on to something. So I decided to write a book called Secrets of the Well-Dressed Brand. And then from there, I just really kind of took a huge leap of faith And I had been at QVC for about two decades at that point. And so I left (laughs) and founded the Well-Dressed Brand and I'm going into my fourth year of business. So yeah, I'm still still white knuckling it, but I've been in the industry a long time. So I know what I'm doing, but I'm still new, a new entrepreneur. Yeah. And now you meet like individually with clients or give branding expertise to individual clients as opposed to on QVC. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. And I think what you're saying about just like these subliminal messages that we give to people about who we are, how we show up in my office, you can see me, but the listeners can't, but people know me from the website, right? Like I look like I'm 12 years old. So when, <laughs> so when I show up at my office, I'm supposed to be the authority on all things medical for someone's kid. And I can't show up looking like a 12 year old. So I have to I mean, right now it's six, seven o'clock in the morning, my time. So I'm not quite like full makeup, but you know, when I'm at work, I have to put on a little more makeup, dress a little more upscale than I think other people maybe do in my organization in order right. to show up and look like I can be trusted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And how do you think, cause there's going to be a lot of moms that are listening to this. They're like, well, I don't have a brand that I'm selling per se. Like I don't have a product I'm selling online, but I work in an office or mm-hmm. I'm a mom just like taking my kids to school. Like, how do you think this applies to people who aren't necessarily having their own side hustle or business? Well, I think that you have to understand first that you are, everybody is a brand mm-hmm. or you're, you're putting a message out into the world the same way if you're launching, you know, a book or a lipstick or, you know, t- technology, you know, you're still launching something, you're launching yourself into the world every day. And I like to think it, think about it in terms of, you know, how our like great grandparents or grandparents thought, you know, like when your child left the house, like you're a representative of this family. Yes. <laughs> Don't go out there and do anything stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Right. And so it's still true in a sense today because you're still putting a brand out. There was a, there's a brand that was going out into the world. And so what I first try to get people to understand that in in 1997, when Tom Peters first coined the phrase personal branding, that's what he's talking about. He was talking about like, Hey, you need to pay attention to the fact, which is brilliant that this is in 2000, almost 2020, you know, like so relevant. And he was talking about this in 1997. He was like, listen, you are, we're in the time of the individualist. Okay. So what you say and do matters. And we need to take lessons from these big brands and really start to market ourselves as such. You are the CEO of me incorporated. So basically mm-hmm. take the same kind of thought that you would, you know, into, into those the same way that big companies do. You should be thinking about yourself that way. So if you are a work from home mom or stay at home mom or a working mom, it's the same. You first have to decide the same way you would with a product, right? Because you are the product that what do I want to say into the world? How do I want to show up? What do I want people, you know, people to think about me? You know, when I'm out there representing myself or my family or my kid or my partner, like whatever, how do you want to show up in the world and then dress accordingly? 
That really is it, you know? Yeah. And I think I've heard you say like, dress the way you want to be addressed. Absolutely. Right. You know, because there's a difference and, you know, it's not a judgment because it just is what it is. It's not going away that regardless, people are going to judge you. You know, it's just going to happen. You can't help it. You there, we have so many things that, that you see as far as colors and hemlines and whatever, and whatever it means to you, because we're all kind of drinking out of our emotional cups. It sends a message, right? Like think about when you name your kids, right? And you hear the name, whatever. And you're like, I don't like the name Anna. (laughs) You know what I mean? I knew this girl and Anna named Anna in high school and she was a blow, you know, we all have, it's the same with your clothing. Like you have these things that kind of triggers you good, better and different. And so it's the same. So you can think about how you want to show up and what you want to say. And so how do you want to show up? You know, I always talk about like, how do I want to show up in the world as Tucker's you know? And so I think about that, like when I'm going to parent teacher meetings or, you know, whatever, you know, they know what I do for a living and, you know, I can't show up. I don't want to just any kind of way now, not going in there in a crown and like, Uh (laughs) (laughs) but it's usually pulled together at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, let's give a word to the new, new moms, right? I mean, if you are in the first like three months of your child's life, please just like come back to this in like a couple of months, right? Oh my gosh. Come on. Like (laughs) you're supposed to focus on like, have you eaten today? Did you have like a little bit of sleep? Yeah, exactly. But but if you are back to work or if you are beyond those initial stages, it no hate on like the yoga pants every single day. But no. I mean, but but you do, I think, have to think about how, at least for me, if I'm dressing in a way that I feel good about, I yeah. feel good about myself. You know, Absolutely. I feel better about myself. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you're confident. And when you're confident, like there is nothing that you can't do. You, I mean, the world is completely yours. And so I think that too, you have to realize that if your child is under the age of five, you are still in the war zone. I mean, Lord, you are still in it. And so success looks different for all of us at different levels. Like when your son or your daughter, you know, when your kids can like make their own sandwiches and get themselves dressed, (laughs) it's like, that is like parade time. (laughs) My six-year-old just started doing that. I was so excited. She's like, I need you breakfast. I got myself dressed like, oh. Praise right. it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now can you work the cure? If I can get you <laughs> to learn how to work the cure, <laughs> the magic will happen. You know, no. And I mean, it's just completely different. And so if you're a new mom, you know, but still, I think that once you even start deciding, I will give, you know, the new, new moms a tip. Like once you decide that you want to start a family, start thinking about this as you're planning your shower and all that stuff. Also put a success plan together of, you know, what success is going to look like for you because you don't know what you don't know, especially if you're a first time mom and you don't understand that like a shower and a nap and eating is victory. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's okay for you to have the yoga pants and the oversized sweater, you know, because honestly, the fact that you get to wash your hair or whatever is really going to, and you don't know, especially if you have a C-sec, like there's so many things, right. That go into that. But what you want to do, do is still line things up that you know that you're going to be comfortable in. So if that means an oversized, you know, sweater with a oversized t-shirt underneath and leggings and cute shoes, then that's fine. 
you know, but treat yourself like get some of those glossier lip glosses so that when you take your first adventure out with the baby, remember the first time you took your kids out? Oh. It's so scary. Oh, Lord. And you just, <laughs> oh, you're like white knuckling it because you have this precious cargo, but like mm. throw your hair up in a messy bun, throw your lip gloss on, put some bronzer on your cheeks and hit the ground running because you're going to still feel really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I want to get into the nitty gritty because before I found you, I had this like closet of like mashed up clothes. (laughs) I listened to you. I listened to you on a podcast one day and honestly, it changed the way that my whole closet looked, but more importantly, like it totally changed the way that people like addressed me in terms of they're like, whoa, you you know, your clothes look really cute. I'm like, yeah, I didn't buy one thing. I just put it all together a different way. So can you explain about like the branded closet and how people can put that together? Yes. And so it's not really, it's, you know, I, it's not like a, a thing, right? In the sense of it's the same as a capsule wardrobe. I looked at the capsule wardrobe years back when it was like, in it's been around forever, first mm-hmm. of all. It's not really new, but it's a take on that, but I like to go a little deeper and you have a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. because I know that the way that we get dressed is very emotional. But what I, what I do with my clients and what I encourage all the listeners to do is really think of your wardrobe as a business strategy because it is. And so when you look in your closet, it should be set up. Again, think about setting yourself up for success in every aspect of your life, specifically with your wardrobe for today. But so how are you going to, what do you want to say, right? What do you want to say? What do you want people to think, feel? And then you have those items in your closet. So it doesn't hurt if you understand what your style is. Like I give my, all of my clients a style test so that you know exactly what your style actually is. You know why, you know, if you are more feminine, if you prefer separates, if you like dresses, you know, I don't go into things that maybe image consultants go into so much. I take all the colors that you would get from an image consultant and I throw probably 70% of them out. And I narrow mm-hmm. it down to like six to 10 colors that you can have in your closet. And so I narrow those down and it's like, okay, so you have here are your four to, to six core colors. Mm-hmm. And then you can add one or two in there. And so then like, that's all you need to have in your closet. You know, you get to decide based on your lifestyle, how many shoes, sunglasses, that's all more capsule stuff. The brand's going to come in with the color and the silhouette and really thinking about what you want to say for various situations. So I have like an on-air portion of my closet of things that I wear when I have to go on television because they typically want you to wear color. But in my everyday life, like today I'm working at home, my son's off in school, my typical wardrobe is the same. I buy black leggings like they're going out of style Mm -hmm. and I buy black tunics like they're going out of style. You know, I wear mucklucks all winter long because I live on the East Coast and it's cold here. Mm -hmm. And so, and I live in a big old house and it's cold in my house. So that's what you can find me in most days. I'm okay to run out with a client with this if, you know, if it's a casual meeting and things like that. So you just have to automate it is my point. And then, you know, again, my, so I'll use myself as an example. My closet, there's red, black, white, ivory, gray, navy. Those are my six. And then I always have like a trend color that I'm into mm-hmm. lately for me. It's been green. So there's pops of that, but my brand colors are red, black, and white. So that's primarily what's in my closet. I wear a lot of monochromatic black with red lips, red nails, red toes. You know, in the summer, I experiment more with color and I have a little bit more fun, but that's it. And it makes it so easy. Like stop making it so hard on yourself. 
Yeah. So that that way, if you have to go run after your toddler, like, and take them to school or pick them up or you're late or whatever, you can like pick it up off the floor. Right. Like, like (laughs) that way it all goes together already. Yeah. Like everything should kind of work together. I would, you know, I would say to make sure you shop transitional. So you're not like, you don't have a closet full of like linen, linen things that are only going to be for, you know, spring and summer. You don't want to have all cashmere sweaters or something like that, that you can only do in fall. You know, you don't, you want to try to keep everything light and breezy and transitional. If you have little, little kids, it all needs to be washable, you know, unless you are going to be able to get to the dry cleaners, you know, that's a huge life change that most moms face. Like I don't go to the dry, I didn't go to the dry cleaners as much when he was younger. I didn't buy silk blouses. I just started wearing silk blouses again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment, there's a moment if I get two where you're like, okay, fine. Yep. I can do it. I think, or three, maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, you know, the moment they touch you with oatmeal on their hands or Ugh. syrup and you're on your way out the door and you're like, I have a meeting this morning and you totally just ruined this silk blouse. I love you. I'm going to go change. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> you start shopping at Target and Zara a lot more mm-hmm. because it's disposable clothing and you're just like, okay. And so you have those moments. So I think that just stocking, you need to figure out, are you a boyfriend jean kind of wear? Cause you don't want anything touching your belly or do you just need to have the skinny and skinny jeans? Do you need elastic waist? Like you have to just have all that stuff figured out so that you can get dressed, you know, in under 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And how about people who are like, you know, listening to this and thinking, okay, toys clearly has this like, you know, in the back of her head, she could look at someone and like decide, oh, she need like maybe this type of gene or that, or like, let's show this together. What about people that feel like they're not like as artistically inclined or like they wouldn't be able to do all this by themselves? Like Pinterest, like right. Pinterest boards. Is that what yeah. you're thinking? And I, would, I would say that because that's basically what I'm doing for my clients on a much higher level. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, will, I put complete brand books for them together. I can't speak today. <laughs> <laughs> with branding books together for them. That's all images and they have lookbooks, but that's a thousand dollars. And so you can do it for yourself. So I would say the first order of business is again, decide what you want to say and how you want to say it. Like, how do you want to show up in the world? And then go on Pinterest and then start a board called, called like my style or something like that. And, you know, you don't need to share it with the world and just start collecting those images. And then, you know, to go into your closet and see and start editing like, what do I have that already looks like this, you know, yeah. yes. and then get rid of everything of like, oh, I have this floral top, but it doesn't look like any, any of these images. And even though I like it, right, the whole Marie Kondo, it doesn't spark joy. So let me thank you for your service and goodbye. And yes. so just start to edit it that way and then fill it with the things that are based on the way that you want to look. So once you do that, you're kind of off and running because you know what you need to buy. Mm-hmm. Get it all on, try it on have a style out day, you know, when you can, while they're napping or while they're at school or whatever, and put all the outfits together, hang everything together. So you literally can just, you know, go and grab it. And it's kind of already together. That's how a stylist works with clients where we have, when I used to go into people's homes and put outfits together, I would have them in bags, like already in their closet. So they can get up that morning and they just grab a bag and put it on. Oh, they don't have to think about it. The entire outfit together in one bag. Everything was together in one bag. And so I don't do that for myself because literally, you know, I'm giving you all the secrets. Like it's formulaic. So if I buy a Navy top, 
you know, then I'll buy a Navy shoe. I'll buy a Navy pump, a Navy booty, let's say in a Navy high boot, right? So now I know I'm covered for the seat in a Navy strappy sandal. So I'm covered for the season, right? So then I'll, let's say I'll buy a Navy cardigan, a Navy tank top, a Navy just basic t-shirt and a Navy pencil skirt. So I know I have all these things that'll work, right? So then I get up that day and I go, okay, I'm going to throw on my black skinny jeans. I'm going to throw on a Navy, depending on the time of year, let's say it's spring. I'm just going to do, okay, a Navy flat, you know, sandal or shoppy one, my Navy t-shirt, a black cardigan over that, my black and Navy purse, like everything kind of works together. Now I can mix in white. I can mix in gray. I can mix in a pop of color, you know, but you need to start with the foundations. And so, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. No, I love that. Actually, when I did this and I went through my closet, I was like, oh man, I have a lot of black. I was like, which is fine. But what I realized is like, I would go to the store and I would like keep on just like, there'd be a choice. I'd like something. And then there'd be a choice of like colors. And I'd be like, oh, I'll just buy, I guess, in black. Cause I like the black. Yeah. And then after this, what I realized is it's, it's cool. I have like, a, you know, black blouses, black pants, black skates. What I need now is like the gray. Right. To correspond. Right. So that way I can right. like fill out that color. And, you know, women shy away from color so much. And I think that what I'm finding is the reason that we do that is because, especially with someone like you, you're making so many decisions in a day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same for any working. We're making so many decisions in a day that when you get to your closet, if you have, you know, a green top, now you have to figure out, you know, like how that's going to work. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's why I'm saying if you kind of get, corresponding pieces, it cuts down on that decision fatigue so that you know that, okay, I like this top. Oh, let me buy a little bit less black. And right. then, you know, for you, because I'm, I get to see your gorgeous face. Are your eyes brown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so based on your coloring, you probably be a little, like a cool coloring, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can wear, you know, the blues and pinks and all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, but I see what you're saying because especially with what you do, you're like, well, I don't want to show up in a pink blouse. You know, yeah. <laughs> the, black yeah. Black, the black is more authoritative, but what you can do is say, okay, I'm going to buy the black, you know, blouse and I wouldn't put you in pink, but so let's say like turquoise, that's in like a nice pretty blue that's relevant right now. Mm-hmm. And so then you go, okay, well then I'm going to, you know, I'll buy this black dress, but I'll get like a gorgeous turquoise scarf or cute handbag or strappy turquoise shoes or whatever or earrings to match. So if you're not a big person for color, bring the color in with your accessories. You know, it makes it so much easier. With more, so then that way you could spend your money on more of the like texture and the color and the extra little bits that go along. Yes. I'm all about spending the money on the accessories because honestly, in this day and age, like no one can tell if you're wearing, you know, $500 jeans or the jeans from Target. Like you just really can't tell. Right. You know, Target does a great V-neck t-shirt that I love and they wash well. No one can really tell. But now again, if you have your favorite designer bag and your flat Tory Bird slides, everybody assumes that your entire outfit is like $5,000. Right. Even though it isn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spend you know? more money on the things that are going to be more those like signature items as opposed mm-hmm. to on the basics. Yeah. yeah, because you're going to switch out and you you get sick of those things. But if once you invest in your accessories, you're not going to get you're not going to get sick of your Chanel bag. 
Right. You know, like you're just like, oh, I'm going to keep carrying it. <laughs> Plus it's an investment, you know? So I live in Portland where I'm always like, I can't spend like tons of money on bags. So I just get rained on constantly. Oh gosh. You need to buy wellies and duck boots. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What do you see as some of the biggest mistakes that you see women making in fashion? What, like, what do you see people doing day to day that you walk around and you're like, well, girl, what are you, what are you up to? <laughs> I think like not knowing about or following that like three, 40 year rule, right. It was like, oh, you know, like not really, you know, saying when was the last time I updated my haircut and when was the last time I, you know, updated my glasses. Cause like, I just had to check myself this week. I was like, Oh, I need to get, <laughs> you yeah. know, I need to get new glasses. Yeah. I put them on. And I'm like, these are not relevant. So <laughs> I have, I, you know, I ordered new frames online. And so I think it's really that because we all get stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so even, but if your hair and your makeup and your accessories again are relevant, then it kind of, it just covers a multitude of sins, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it would be, you know, haircut, you know, if you wear glasses, you need to decide like if they are going to be a part of your look. And if you need to wear them all the time, then go online, get a few pairs in different colors. It'll kind of match your personality. I don't wear mine all the time. So, you know, I do contacts and stuff. Yeah. So I don't have to do that. But also I think it's the makeup, like not, I think they get, people get caught in a rut of like, I don't wear makeup. Right. And that's okay. But every time someone says that to me, I start peeling back the onion. And it's not that you don't want to, it's just that you don't know how to, or you think that you need to be the influencer that has all the highlight and all the stuff. Like, no. So I would say like, if you're putting, you know, do the, get your hair and your accessories and all that stuff, because honestly you can throw on anything if, you know, those things are in check. And then an amazing skincare routine because that's just going to make you look amazing and younger and fresh, fresh face. But I always recommend every woman should have in their little go-to bag is the Laura Mercier's Tinted Moisturizer. Oh, mm-hmm. It's great if you don't like love to wear makeup. I love it for like, you know, when I got to run to school, I don't want to have a ton of stuff on my face, especially in the summer, because it's going to give you enough coverage. It's just like putting moisturizer on your face. And you also have a sunscreen. Which you should be doing anyway. Put sunscreen on people. <laughs> right. So it covers that one little tube covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. And you literally can just smear it all over your face and then just get you like a little something on your cheeks, throw on a lip gloss and out the door. Right. Yeah. We're not talking about like spend 20 minutes or 30 minutes on your makeup. We're just Who talking about time? like put a little bit on. Yeah. Yeah. Hi mama. Guess what? Our book, The New Baby Blueprint, is out in the world. We're so excited because we know it's going to help change the new motherhood experience. The bump said, They say motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but the new baby blueprint comes pretty close. You can find it wherever books are sold. Or check it out at modernmommydoc.com forward slash book. Well, and then how about, I mean, I don't know what I see in Portland, especially because I see all the moms come through in my office and I'm mm-hmm. like, why, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 80 trends at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is the biggest pet peeve <laughs> of my whole life. I am surprised that I didn't even say that first. And I guess because I don't see it as often mm-hmm. and I do. And I guess I just chose to ignore it, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I just look and I'm like, I cannot. Yeah. 
Yes. Like right now, I think that like, if you would have said, what are you over? Oh my gosh, the list. Like, and my intention is not to offend anybody, but it is what it is. And those hats, oh, those Smokey the Bear hats that everybody <laughs> keeps wearing, they all look like Smokey the Bear. I'm over it. I'm so over those bit. Yeah. I, there are a thousand other hats. Just go left just once in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, because people don't really want to look different. And we all say that we do, but we're living in a time again, where it's about you being an individual. But if you scroll through Instagram, everybody looks the same and they become one trick ponies. It's like, Ooh, let me guess a skinny jean tucked into a high boot. Oh, let me guess. Oh, the college tuck with the chunky sweater and that hat. Oh, let me guess. It's the same. And so, you know, I'm just saying you can pin some of those to your board. Mm -hmm. but that that's been out for about three years let's move on <laughs> and stop wearing all the trends at one time you don't need like a feather jacket and french boots and the jet boat the moto jacket with the tool skirt and a graphic tee like pick one mm -hmm. <laughs> and lean into that like strive for relevancy as opposed to trend yeah. do not purposely follow like all the trends like look at them for the season and decide like right now i'm gonna do a dangle earring you know the other you know tassel earrings are done the dangle earrings are in just switch them out you don't need to have on the dangle earring and the graphic tee and a, i will allow you two trends <laughs> <laughs> two max <laughs> you get two and you are allowed to wear like a classic boots <laughs> and a skinny jean which is they're all classic and then you can do you know your graphic tee under your moto jacket and a dangle earring i will allow you the the top knot but again they the trends just tweak in a small way each season so you need to be on top of that like the messy mm -hmm. bun nobody's doing that's not relevant as far as a trend mm -hmm. it's more of a sleek like top type mm -hmm. bun. so mm -hmm. i will now i'll give you three so you can do the top knot, a dangle earring, you know, graphic tee at this point is really classic. So I won't count that as a trend. And I'll give you like one more. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> That's a lot. Because <laughs> it's better. They do like 10 and it's ridiculous. Yeah. What it ages you. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, well, I think it, it just makes you look just less unique, right? You just don't look like, like you're you. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, just in general, right? In our lives, I think we have to decide like, am I me or am I just like a copy of everybody else? Really, right. right. And you have to know who you are. That's really what we're talking about. It's not about trends. I hate trends. Mm -hmm. It's about you knowing who you are and you get to decide. Like that's what we forget as women. I think is we get to decide how we're going to be like what you broadcast is what gets received. And so, you know, if you're always wearing black, take, Give yourself a challenge this year and switch it out for navy, baby steps. Mm -hmm. You know, just go, okay, I'm going to do all navy and then, okay, what colors can I add? All right, I'm okay adding green or blue or turquoise or red or whatever. And just start slow, you know? How about like the subscription boxes for, for women? I think they're good. I, yeah. I like them. I think they're good. I mean, I don't, right Any now, tips? they. I think that they, I was just reading an article in Vogue Business about how they are really leveling up these boxes and trying to, they're basically trying to get the stylist to do what I do, basically, mm -hmm. is give you more of a white glove, like personal experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anyone who's ever had a bad experience with those. It does take the thought process out of it. Mm -hmm. 
you know? And so someone had asked me a while back on a podcast, like, you know, is that, you know, are they your competition? And I'm like, they're not because my client's not doing subscription boxes. Like I am the person that you call when you need to show up and shut it down. Like when you need to level up, you know, like I just got a call like, oh my word, I got to go on stage with, you know, Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton and Kim Kardashian. I have five days. I'm in this country. Go, you know? And I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, yeah. like you can't yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. From That's not coming from box. Stitch Fix. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> I will say, so I found that the ones I like the most, I don't do them all the time, but the one I like the most are the ones that like you, you're renting it. Like, yeah, like Rent the Runway. Yeah, Rent the Runway or Newly is a new one that's like, yeah. you know, with anthropology and free people. Cause that way right. then I could like try the different trends. Yes. But I'm not owning it in my closet. Right. <laughs> I mean, they really are brilliant. They really, really are brilliant, you know? And I just, for me, I like to be locked down. Obviously, with what I do, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, everything's kind of a no brainer because I literally have been doing this all my life. I've never done anything else. And so I just think that they're brilliant that, and I would see girls at work when I was in corporate and, you know, I'm like, oh, your style just leveled up. And you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's six six fits or whatever. Like one of those, and it was perfect. And some things they keep and some things they did and then you weren't breaking the bank. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it feels like the one thing for advice for moms when they're doing those is like, just like, if it doesn't fit though, with your personal brand, what we're saying is like, that's going to end up backfiring if you just have like 80 billion different pieces that don't fit with anything. So I think the big lull of those is like, well, I got it. It's like 80 bucks a month or whatever. So I might as well keep all of it, even if it doesn't fit you. So I think just weighing that, right? Really? Like, like wow. you know, well, just because if you buy it and then you get it for yeah. cheap because you bought everything, that type of thing. Oh, um, gotcha. Okay. You know, so I mean, just, just for, for mom, just remembering like, like one thing that you really love is probably better to buy yeah. than like five pieces from a box that, that are not your favorite. I would say that, you know, I think they send some of those things. So if you get a good pair of jeans, you know, mm-hmm. then keep them for sure. Yeah. You know, and then you can rent out different tops, but you can wear the same jeans at least twice, you know, or whatever in a week. Yeah. And so I think if you, in your closet, if you have a really good pair of jeans, if you're a scarf girl and you have like a few really good, you know, scarves like that, honestly, monochromatic or just, you know, getting these pieces that you can add in these great tops from the boxes and accessories would be perfect. Then you don't have to keep that much. Yeah. Because your yeah. basics, if your foundations are there, you really are spending less. And I would advise everyone to invest in your foundation pieces and then definitely do the boxes for the trend items because you could have, you could be a whole new girl every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's get real for a second because I know that there are moms who are out there who are thinking to themselves, I would love to invest in myself and I would love to buy clothes that help people address me in the way I want to be addressed happy it be that the clothes are my packaging, but I hate the way my body looks. Yeah. And so I feel like I need to wait until my body is a certain size uh, or I look a certain way. So is this only for skinny girls or is this for people who are just however God made them or however they are now in their post-mom bodies? Yeah. I mean, so that is like a tough, that is the toughest thing for all of us emotionally, regardless of what your size is, because you can be a zero and still feel the same as a girl who's a size 24. Mm -hmm. You know, and so 
most of the women in the world right now, and I think that you have to realize that, is that if you're normal and average, then you are size 14. You know, that is just real life size. And that is where American women are, 14 to 16, 18 to 20. That's where most people are. And so you can keep waiting. But if you're anything like me, sometimes, depending on how busy I get, you know, I'm like, oh, by March, I'll be down, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then that time comes around and I try to put on that, you know, I was in Zara last night with a friend because I have a, a television, you know, interview, whatever, next week or at the end of this week. <laughs> I'm on a shirt and mm -hmm. I can't button it. You know? I'm uh -huh. like, oh, because when I gain weight, it goes right to the boobs. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so we're talking about a knit top, you know, <laughs> still, still not at button down level. Okay. You know, and that's just real, you know, because my son's home. I can't, I'm trying to get up at four, four or five in the morning to go work out before my husband gets out of the door, but I was working on a photo shoot and I didn't pull into my driveway at 1.30. No, I'm not getting up and turning around and getting mm -hmm. up before. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. So I think that you have to just decide that you're going to love yourself where you are. Everything, success is an inside out job. So I think that we really have to get over it. And I'm talking to myself, like you just have to get over it. And again, by you know, buy disposable clothing from H&M, you know, from HSN, from Zara, from all those things that you can spend $30, $40 on a really cute top. And then if you don't wear it, it's give it to your sister, like, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, you don't have to hang it around, but you have to love yourself where you are. Buy the size that you're in now. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I say, if you make it more formulaic, because you're never, you know, yes, I believe you're going to lose the weight, but what if you don't? You know, what if you have something horrible that happens, God forbid, you know, but what if something, you just have a life change? I don't know. What if you end up moving? Like, and you just can't, you get off your game for a second. Don't, you can't. It's too many. Yeah. We don't have time for this. No. Well, and I mean, just, just buy it where you are Yeah, and where rock you it are. out from where you're at. You have to do it. Absolutely. Well, I think also like loving yourself means you love like where you are right now, right? It does. It means that you're not constantly looking toward the future, towards something different. And it's the same with our kids, right? I mean, I think yeah. we talk a lot about that on the show of just like your kids are who they are right now. Your experience is what it is right now. If you're constantly yeah. looking toward the future, you will miss the present and the same yeah. for our bodies. Like if we can't, like find clothes that, mm -hmm. okay, I feel comfortable in this. It's good. I, I feel like I'm stylish in it. We're missing out on this moment and we'll never probably get to that spot where we feel like we look really good. And I think that when you get to that point where you can't do that, it's because you're telling yourself a lie. That is really the truth. We're lying to ourselves like, well, I want to be able to shop at these stores. Well, that you may not be able to shop at those stores right now. And like I said, every store at this point, all of the big, big, big designers go up at least to a 12 or 14. Now they're going to be small. They're cut a lot smaller, mm -hmm. but almost every place is going up into like a size 22. So you can be fabulous at any size. And that wasn't the case so many years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the most important thing that you can do is decide what you can control right now. Okay. And that's just real talk for where, where I'm living right now. You know, like I'm going to be completely transparent. You know, my son is like, we're dealing with the, his ADHD mm -hmm. and the whole, do we want to medicate? Do we not medicate? And then we're trying to medication. 
oh, it's great. It's keeping him up to two, three in the morning. So again, now I can't go to the gym at four. I'm yeah. choosing to not go at four yeah. or five in the morning, you know? And so then I don't get to, I may not get to work out that day because then I got to work and then I get him off the bus and yeah. then we do homework and dinner and then blah, 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 blah. And then the cycle starts over again. So what can I control right now? I can control how good my skin looks by, you know, yes. leaning into my, into my skincare routine. I can control, you know, you know, getting the manicure and a pedicure and doing those things that are going to make me feel good and go, okay, well, I like to be a four, six right now. I'm probably a 10, 12. So what am I going to do to get ready for, you know, going on TV next week? Well, I know I have a beautiful pencil skirts in my closet that work and that typically fit me at any size. I'm going to wear, you know, a cute blouse that's going to, you know, be fitted enough for TV, brighten me up. And I'm not going to look like a size two and oh, well, get yeah. over it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is what it is. And like, that's legit. Like what is going on in my life right now? And, mm-hmm. you know, in addition to that, you know, I'm writing another book and I'm doing this and that. Like I just, there's some days where I would love to have that hardcore hustle, but I, I I'm dealing with life and it's beautiful and I'm grateful for it. And so I can control how much water I drink. I can control what I'm putting in my mouth. And no, I can't do, you know, an hour and a half of cardio a day. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, That's so real. No, seriously. I mean, and I think we've all been there. I mean, I'm there today. I have like eight things on my list. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to take, I'm just going to have to take some off. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Move to tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I think that that will resonate with listeners, right? I mean, we've all been there where we have to decide these are the things I can control and these I have to let go. I have to let go. You can always control like drinking more water and all those things contribute to, you know, if you have a hot, hot cup of water, you probably know this because you're brilliant. You know, like first thing in the morning before coffee, you eat a, a hundred less calories a day. You know, I that's did not something know that, that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. And so that's something that we can all control. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even if you're not, you know, like I went on my six mile hike Saturday, but Sunday, whatever. I didn't get to work out mm-hmm. and then yet, you know, whatever. And then yes, this morning, same thing, but I'm like, okay, so that means that's today you have your smoothie, you have a kale salad, you have, you know, we got this ladies. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. We got to plan it out. Absolutely. Plan it out. Do you know Kelly Levesque? Do you know her body love stuff? Is that the smoothie? Oh, do? Why does her name sound so familiar to me? I'm not sure. She works with Rachel Hollis and oh, another other celebrity. Yeah, yeah. But I love her stuff because it's all about like trying to start as healthy as possible in the morning. She does like a fab four smoothie thing. She calls it. But then she's just about like even more important than that throughout the day in your life in general, but in terms of food for her, like, okay, things don't go the way you wanted to. How do you reset in a way that's going to help you then feel good about yourself going forward? Right. As opposed to like yeah. going down the rabbit hole of like, well, now all's lost. Ah, right. well, like I was going to go yeah. eat this cheeseburger, you know, like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> no, anyway. it's real. No, my sister always says to me, make your next, your next meal, your best meal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, that's great. You know? Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. sometimes, you know, those Chick-fil-A fries just... Oh, I love a burrito supreme. So you just, <laughs> you know, you have your things where you like need those things. So, That's yeah. right. Okay. So <laughs> we digress. So for, so for women who are working, women who are at the job, yes. anything in particular you think they can do to stand out, to 
to really advance their careers with their fashion. Cause I think that's such an interesting concept to think about. Like you're at the job and like what you wear could actually help you move forward, get a promotion. Yeah. I think that you want to, number one is you have to understand that wardrobe is a business strategy. It is not, I, mean, I don't do fluffy fashion. Like if it's not getting you to the next level of where you want to be in your life, then I don't think you should wear it, you know, mm-hmm. point blank. Mm-hmm. And so that's number one. And so then again, you need to sit down and decide what it is that you want. And so most of us don't know what we want and we don't know how to communicate it. And so you need to know what you want and how you want to say it. And then from there, you can decide, start to put together like what that looks like, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like I said, Pinterest helps and all of those things, but you have to play a foundation for your brand, you know, in any aspect of your business, you need a, you need something to grow off of. So it's so important to understand, like, where do you want to go? Like for me, when I was talking about it, you know, I was like, okay, I want to be seen as an expert. I want people to think that I'm chic. I'm the, the go-to person in the entire building. That's what I wanted. And so if you're saying like, I want to make partner or I want to, you know, be promoted to director or my next stage is VP, then look at how those women are dressing. Look at your calendar for that week and see who you're meeting with. I mean, literally, you guys, this is not even a joke. Like I was like, I, the fact that I knew I would see my vice president in the bathroom, you know, like, honestly, that sounds trivial, but this, this is the way my mind works that, that other women, people, cause not all the stylists weren't women, but other men and women, they, my other peers, they weren't thinking this way, Yeah, you know? And then I found out that I noticed that I was seeing our CEO a lot more. And I was like, why am I seeing him all the time now? And it was because he moved his office from upstairs to downstairs. Mm-hmm. So I would run into him and I'm that girl. Listen, honey, I will go up and talk to anybody, you know? And so what it did was, so I wanted to make sure that again, I was dressing my message. I was dressing yeah. the way that I wanted to be addressed. And then what happened was people would see me in the hall and go, oh my word, I saw you talking to so-and-so. How do you even know to talk to her? How did you even get courage to talk to the CEO? You know, like he said your name and I'm like, oh my, like calm down. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was getting myself to that level. So it wasn't a surprise when I got promoted again, mm-hmm. you know? And so you, it really is a strategy. Like I can't stress that enough. So look at your calendar, you know, make sure that you have a mentor, you know, make sure you have someone that's grooming you, making sure your shoes, keep things in your trunk, keep things under mm-hmm. your desk, you know, keep another set of makeup, you know, at your desk. You know, yeah, like that's you don't- an amazing hack. I have a little secondary like makeup bag. Yes. That I got. I just went to Nordstrom like at the counter. And when I bought the full sizes of everything, mm-hmm. I kept some samples of that too. Absolutely. And then I keep the samples in the little mini bag. Yes. And that way it's available all the time in my car. Listen, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Right. You know, you, you, you just need to have yourself already always on the ready. You know, it's the same, like keep a little mini deodorant, like your day can go arise so fast, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're like, Oh, I, I did this thing. And I shower, but I forgot to put deodorant on, or now I got to go into this meeting and I didn't have time to get a manicure, you know? So keep quick, dry, clear, narrow polish at your desk, like all of those things. Or how about your whole day was planned and you're like, I'm going to wear this to work because I have no meetings. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden your VP or your CEO or your, the president wants to meet with you. And you're like, 
are you kidding me? Because yeah. I'm wearing this today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to plan ahead for that. Well, and I can hear, okay, in the back of my head, I can hear <laughs> my fellow feminist listeners out there being like, I'm not going to wear da da da. So that, you know, whatever. If I was a man, I wouldn't have to do this. I'm so sorry, ladies. I love that you're modern. Okay. However, the world is still looking at you and judging you. Like we said, like, it doesn't matter. You got yeah. under us. <laughs> They <laughs> underestimate under- us. They don't take us serious. Yeah. And guess what? Men are doing this. They keep right. extra shirts in their office doors. Yeah. They are doing yeah. it. You know, the ones that are really up on it and really yeah. go-getters, they are doing it, but they also are investing. And they have it so much easier than we do because they have we have so many choices. And so that leaves so much room for us to make the wrong choice. Right. They don't have that many options. And so right. it's so much easier for them to get up and put a suit on. Right. Or get up and put stupid. I hate khaki. Stupid khaki. I want to burn all of them. Like burn the khakis. They get up and put stupid khakis on and like a polo shirt. And then they're like killing it. But we can't, you know, we can't listen. Here's the deal. We can do that. But the question is, do you want to? If you want to do for high five it, go get it, girl. Mm -hmm. But I bet you nine times out of 10 when I talk to you, you don't want to do it. You want to be known for something. You know, and I remember being someone who we looked up to the senior executives in our building and the one that had an element of style, we would high fives our, ourselves when we walked by. I have a friend that as a style director or whatever at Burlington Coat Factory, she talks to me about her like executive VP all the time where they all get together when she does her walk. It's like that devil wears product. And they're like, did you see what she was wearing yeah. today? <laughs> you know, so you're not doing it. You know, even if you're doing it for yourself, other women are looking at you. It's just like with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. If you get on the scale and you're weighing yourself every day and your daughter or your son doesn't get to see you loving on yourself, yep. you're sending them messages. And so it's not about you. It's yep. just not. Like other women who are coming up behind you are looking at you. They're listening to what you say. They're looking at how you lead. And you are a leader regardless of whether if you are taking out the trash in the company or if you're running the company. Mm-hmm. You are a leader. So it what you wear matters. It makes you more creative. It makes you more productive. You know, And it helps you to get taken more serious. So you just have to decide. Yep. It really is up to you. So if you want to be subpar, then go get it. Great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good. How about when we're not at the office, how about travel, like go-tos? Anything you have that's easy, especially when we're with our kids? Oh, no, right? Because I just don't, like when I travel with, I don't like do a bunch of heels and stuff, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the girl that travels in like, heels and stuff because I love them, but I bring them. I'm a bring along kind of girl. <laughs> this is a good tip in general. I do that all the time for my office. I just wear really comfy shoes and then yeah. I just switch right into the heels when I get to I work. can't be bothered because especially when they when he was little because you're just running around and da 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 da. And then with the airport, you got to take them off. You know, it really depends on where you're going, how far you're traveling. Like it's different if you're going to Europe as opposed to, you know, you know even LA from Philadelphia is a six hour flight. That's different than me going to Atlanta, which is like two hours. Mm-hmm. So I think that you got to have it for long flights and short hauls. I love a company called Barefoot Dream because I think that I'm not always comfortable in jeans. Like they, sometimes they just, they stick in and I carry my mm-hmm. weight in my belly. And so I don't, I just like, they, it digs in and it's not cool for me. I don't want to be on a plane. Ugh. I <laughs> have like, it's just too much for me. So I love Barefoot Dreams because 
And again, it depends on if you live in a warmer climate, it may or may not be for you. But I have a, uh, they do these great kind of ponchos, which I love to wear them for travel. Yeah. I do a long sleeve black t-shirt from Target. I throw my barefoot jeans poncho over that. I do leggings and I usually will do like some sort of a flat boot. You know, I do my red lip, full makeup and all of those things because I still look very chic, but I'm also still comfortable. You know, like if something broke off and I need to start running, I can run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Airport. I don't know what's going down. Well, that was a joke. But anyway, <laughs> I love that company. I think that again, you have to decide. It's like, so you do skinny jeans, a shoe that you can get on and off, um, rather it be a boot. Or in the summer, I do strappy flat sandals because they're just easy to get on and off. I hate when I have to put my foot on the floor in the Ew, airport. Yes. No, right. this is such a major pet peeve of mine. <laughs> right. And so even if I do like my, like, uh, you know, sports slides, I will just carry socks. Even if I just wear them until I get through security, you yeah. know, I, I always just wear socks or like a fashion sneaker that slips on and off. So, cause I think it's about really the objective is to get through security without any issues. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I tend to dress is like, I don't want, you know, anything. And the last time I wore jeans, <laughs> she was my, you know, they, the top of them, I had like these high waisted jeans and that's where my weight goes. And so it <laughs> folded the top of the jeans over from uh-huh, my, like, yes, I've been there. Uh-huh. From my yeah. mama roll. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I'm going to need you to, you know, you go through the security, you put your arms up. And she's like, I'm going to need you to <laughs> take your belt off. <laughs> You're like, no, that's my body. Wearing a belt. (laughs) I was like, that's the top of the jeans, but what you're seeing, oh my word. So we just stopped wearing jeans because they became an issue. So it's like some sort of an elastic wig. Like Spanx makes a beautiful like dress pants if you're Hmm. traveling for business. Okay. I've put three clients in the, they do an ankle length black pant. Not the leather legging, like Rachel Hollis wears those all the time. Mm-hmm. Not those. This is like, these are like for business. So mm-hmm. they're just like an ankle length or full length, like a ponte or I forget what the fabrication is, but they do like a pull on black pant. Gorgeous for travel. I just actually told a girl to wear it by them last night. I walked by this bank store. She had them in her hand. I'm like, because uh-huh. she's going to Chicago and it's cold. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, get those pants, get you a nice, you know, top to layer with. Put your winter boots on because you're going to Chicago. Wear your puffer. Get into the event. Put on your shopping Louboutins, you know, and your beautiful top and you're ready to go. So I think that those types of things, like you won't, it's all about layers. Yeah. You know, I think a good blanket coat or poncho is always good to have because most of us are cold on the plane. So an oversized scarf is like a must have, you know, bring your powder and your lip gloss, you know, touch up right before they land. All of those kind of things as you want to get off looking fresh. But for business, you don't always have a chance to change. So I usually put my pumps or whatever in my carry-on. Mm-hmm. I wear my comfort and then I get there and I switch everything out. Awesome. Yeah. So hopefully I answered the question. Yeah. No, no, no. That's <laughs> great. All right. You guys, I just want to say thank you so much to Toy for being here. I hope you guys are in, as inspired as I am by her work and about basically just her message about we are a product, whether we like it or not, 
in the world. And so we have to decide how we're going to package ourselves. And if we want people to address us in the way that we hope that we'll be addressed, then it pays to put in a little bit of effort to get things all organized in our closets, to streamline them, to make it so that there's less effort for us in the morning. In the end, I honestly feel like listening to your advice, Toy, that like I said, like my life is easier when it comes to my clothes as opposed to more difficult and that I have more money to spend on adding in the extra style and the layers and the color and the texture and all those really fun things. Whereas before I was just kind of spinning my wheels. So thank you so much for being here today. No, it's my absolute pleasure. And I lay, I leave, I don't leave any stones unturned in my book called secrets of a well-dressed brand. I do like tell you exactly what to have in your closet. I do lay out exactly how you need to set your closet up, what all the colors mean it's all in there. And so you can only get it on iTunes. It's an interactive ebook where there's lots of videos to kind of walk you through. And if you guys go and read the reviews, you'll see like, it's like hiring me for $29. Awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have downloaded it. It is pretty rad, you guys. It is, it is really good. It's it's like no other book that I've downloaded off the internet. I was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> I don't do me that. I don't like to be like everybody else. You yeah. Know? You yeah. Know, I, try to, I wanted you to be able to get through it quickly. Yeah. You know, so I think it's about, if you have an iPad, it takes you about 30 minutes a night. So right after you put the kids to bed, you have three, you, you started on Monday, you'll be finished by Wednesday and you'll be fabulous by Friday. It's pretty pretty simple. That's awesome. And then where can people find you online? I am Toy Sweeney everywhere. So T is in Tom, O-I, Sweeney with three E's, S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. Because apparently two weren't enough for my Irish husband and his family. (laughs) So I'm Toy Sweeney everywhere, except for on Twitter. I think I might be Sweeney Toy. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much again for being here. Thank you. Hey, 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 if you loved this episode, make sure to subscribe to the Modern Mommy Doc podcast so you're automatically notified every time we have powerful information, inspiration, and amazing guests to share with you. We would also be so honored if you shared the Modern Mommy Doc podcast with your friends by snapping a screenshot of this episode and posting it with hashtag Modern Mommy Doc so we can spread the word and help more mamas win at parenting without losing themselves. Thanks for being part of our community.